This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertsons. And brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. It's Miller time. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Luke Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. And by Omni. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Victory Monday! Now your hosts, Haley Sutton and Brad Chan. And welcome, it is Victory Monday. Happy Halloween, everybody. We came dressed as ourselves, <laughs> but the Victory Monday fan club came dressed as the Victory Monday fan club. Good for you guys. We are, uh, we have moved downstairs. We're still in the Star District uh, in Frisco, but drop by and uh, for the next few shows, we are at uh, Cane Rosso. Uh, and what a great place to hang out and have a beverage and have uh, I've heard good things about their pizza. You're going to find out personally and report back to us. Yes. I, I also want to preface, too, I'm a pizza snob. I'm very particular oh. about my pizza. Like, a pepperoni pizza just doesn't do it for me. So I'm oh. excited to – I think I got the prosciutto and arugula, so I'm excited. We've just opened a whole new uh, line <laughs> of conversation. It is Last uh, week it was Halloween. This week yes, it's pizza. It's Victory Monday because the Cowboys ran their record to 6-2 and two going into their bye week. And uh, we welcome those of you who are here at Cane Rosso. Please come in and, and join us. And um, if you're listening anywhere on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, we're delighted to have you with us. And wherever you are watching us streaming on DallasCowboys.com, howdy. Nice to see you. And uh, the chair over there, which for those of you listening on the radio doesn't help you a lot, but <laughs> the one next to Haley uh, is uh, soon, momentarily, to be filled by Cowboys defensive tackle Osa Odigizua. He's on his way. He, uh, maybe he didn't know how to get to the star area. I'm not sure. But yeah, maybe the golf cart was a little late yeah, picking him up. Maybe. Because uh, they're off. They're off all week. Uh, and uh, we don't. Do, would you say we have Halloween costumes or just. Uh, I don't think Some we have of the any... staff. Someone's dressed as an Eminem. I saw someone in here as dressed an as uh, Ghostbusters, which I oh, love a lot. Oh, look at you. You're so, an Eminem. Okay, good for you. Yeah, Thank our you waitress very much. over here was also dressed in some cute leggings. There she is in some cute leggings. So. Oh, nice. Okay, very good. Well, happy Halloween, everybody, and, and thanks for being with us. And so uh, while we await uh, Oso, we'll just tell you that we will be skipping next week. It's the, it's the players' bi-week show, even though they're on their bi-week this week. It's a little complicated. But <laughs> no show next week, and then in two weeks, we'll be back here, um, f right here at Cane Rosso. Now, before we take our first break, so we have more room to talk to Osa when he gets here, please say more about being a pizza snob. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just feel like ever since I got, like, an adult palate, you know, like past college where like Little Caesars pizza was the way to go. There's so many different toppings. There's so many different ways you can have pizza. There's deep dish pizza. There's thin crust pizza. There's stuffed crust pizza. So I feel like you can't just limit yourself to like the stereotypical uh, pepperoni pizza. We're good so far. So I always try to branch out a little bit. I always try to find like a unique uh, thing on the menu. Like I've had a carbonara pizza that had an egg in the middle of it, which was incredibly interesting, interesting. And, and very okay. good. So, so tomorrow... Uh, at 11.30 in the morning, your uh, chauffeur is going to take you to your private plane, <laughs> which is going to take you anywhere in the country, 
We're going to limit it at in first the to the country. Okay. That you want to go for your favorite pizza, and where for where shall we design the flight plan? So I'm actually. It's so funny that you you build that up. Because you are going on a I private plane tomorrow. <laughs> I am not going on a private plane tomorrow. Uh, but I am going out of town. I'm actually going to Chicago. So uh, I'm really, really excited. I've heard really good things about deep dish pizza in Chicago. You've never had it? No, I've never been to Chicago. And I've never, I've, I've been in Texas or in, when I was in Montana wow. when I first started working. Montana doesn't have pizza up there. Wow. So, okay, well, yeah. um, I'll just tell you that I am a native Chicagoan. Okay. And, um, there are a lot of people who like the New York style that you roll up and you don't dare touch it with a fork. And uh, yeah, that's Chicago deep dish pizza. I will report back to you as soon as I get back. It's you'll be the first person I text. It's life changing, <laughs> and and I'll give you some places to go. Now, what when he he's about to walk in the door? Let's give a big round of applause for Osa Odigizua. Give us a big round of applause, and we are going to let, come on, come on. We're going to let him catch his breath. We're going to take our break early, and uh, we're going to have more time to talk to uh, the Cowboys' star defensive tackle. Osa Odigizua is with us at Cane Rosso in the Star District in Frisco on the Cowboys Hour, and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hour, supported by Albertsons. Cowboys Hour, Albert. I was about to read Albertsons live read. When it comes to the top shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Victory Monday. <laughs> yes, sir. Wow. Wow, really? We're going to run that back, I think. <laughs> That's all you got? <laughs> It's Victory Monday! Yeah! There we go. Thank you. There we go. I like that energy. <laughs> Thank you. Now we're, because we didn't want to make Osa get up and have to come back there and walk through the room. So, congratulations on the win. Thank you. Congratulations on the bye. Yep. Yeah, right? Thank you. How big a deal is the bye? Um, it's a really big deal. Just a good opportunity for us to get our bodies back, legs back under us, and just recover, take your mind off the game a little bit, and come back refreshed. I'm going to ask you a question I asked uh, Leighton after the game. Um, it's kind of a big picture question. It's uh, you've, you've been so good as a group defensively. Their running game is unique. It's also leading the league, so it's not like anybody should be surprised they had some success running the ball. And I know they had more success than you intended for them to have. Is it yesterday a game where you just uh, want to encourage people to judge the result, not the stat sheet? Um, definitely. I mean... I feel like we they did have a little bit more success than we wanted, so we're just going to have to look at the tape, improve on the things that we need to improve on as far as execution, and just keep going. But the result is what the result is. We won the game, so. I love that energy. <laughs> well, and, and Leighton said, we, and we won the game, and not by a little bit. Yeah. So, um, th I mean, I think people do tend to get a little bit lost in that. For, so, um, for you, now in your second year, yeah. how's it roughly at the halfway point of the season? How's it different from last year? I feel like everything, there's like a little bit of normalcy to things now. Like it's not my first time doing everything. You know what I mean? Like the, the second year with the coaching staff, our practice schedule is the same. Plays are the same. We're adding some different stuff in here and there, but for the most part, Everything is the same scheme-wise, so it's just uh, a little bit easier as far as, like, processing things and communicating on the field. You think you're a better team than you were last year? I'd say so. Because? Um, I could definitely speak defensively. Just just the connection is deeper. You know what I mean? It's uh, a lot of guys coming back on this, on this group, so I feel like the connection, one, with the team and the coaches, just um, being able to deepen, and I think that's showing. Uh, I, my, my recollection of conversations we had last year is that um, there wasn't anything about uh, being in the NFL that uh, really terribly impressed you, just in football terms. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember you saying a few times, yeah, you know, Osa, you're jumping from college football, and uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of the same. It's it's not all that much harder. Am I quoting you correctly? Yeah. And and it's still so football it's still football. So is it is it even is it easier now? You've said it. You're more familiar. But is it easier or is it still just football? I mean, it's still football. It's work. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like you, you're going to get in what you put out. So just adding a little bit more to the process, being a little bit more detailed. It's just something that I'm trying to do to be able to improve on this year. Have you seen, how have you seen, rather, yourself grow from that first year into that second year? 
I feel like I'm a little bit better at studying tape and just things to look for, just looking at keys and whatnot. Gotcha. Mike McCarthy always talks about that self-scout. Uh, he says that's really important part of y'all's preparation for games every week. How have you kind of interpreted that for yourself? What does self-scout look like for you? Um, just constantly looking for things that I can do to improve myself. Um, self-scout is the most important part of football, you know what I mean? Like it's more important to know yourself than it is to know your opponent because if you're in tune with what you need to do, your job, your technique, then you're going to be performing at a high level. Obviously, you want to know what your opponent might do and just being able to scout them and look for keys and be able to add that anticipation piece of the game, but you're the one out there playing, so you got to be in tune with yourself. And I want to take you back to Sunday's game. Uh, this was another performance from this defense, just racking up the stats every week, especially when it comes to getting to the quarterback. You were in on that. Uh, and you had a celebration after your sack. Oh. <laughs> Can you just uh, just walk us through that celebration for people who maybe didn't see it? Uh, you know, talk about it and where the inspiration came from. Um, well, one, I got to hold them for a little bit longer. I tend to, like, kind of spaz out a little bit because I'm excited. <laughs> so I do it, like, quick. But I was watching 007, like, a little while ago. And, you know, like, he's, I don't know, just like the little gun pose. <laughs> like, when he pivots around and points the gun at you. So that's where the celebration came from. Which you understand, James Bond never does that. That's all just <laughs> in the animation. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, it, does, it doesn't make it any less <laughs> cool or, or any less 007. <laughs> yeah, it was 007 inspired just because I had cool. watched okay. Casino Royal for the first time okay. like two weeks ago. Okay, very good. Um, do I, am I noticing a little more suddenness and a little more, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, a little more violence to your to the way you're attacking the ball and ball carriers this year? Um, I mean, I would say so. Just one, we feel good. That's something that we like to hang our hat on is the play style and just being able to be a physical defense. So just taking that to a no, another level this year is something that, we're trying to do. So some of that just confidence? Uh, definitely. You know what I mean? It's year two. Um, like I said, the normalcy of it, you can play a little bit more free. Is there competition between y'all when it comes to stats, whether it's like sacking the quarterback, QB hurries, any of that? Like, do you guys compete at all? Um, definitely. Uh, that's just something that we're all trying to do, especially when we get into situations when they actually do pass the ball, you know? because we stopped the run so we could have fun and pass, uh, rush the passer. So when it's time to do that, we're racing. Um, what's your favorite thing? I want to ask it right. It, it, would, you rather, would you rather get a sack or would you rather stone a guy at the line of scrimmage? Um, That's a good question. Thank you. I hope so. It took me forever to come <laughs> to formulate it. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to make plays regardless. Sacks are definitely, I'll probably say, the most fun stat to, to have just because pass rushing is super fun to do as a D lineman. That's when you get to, like, be your most athletic self and just, you know what I mean? You're trying to get around a guy. It's kind of, almost like running a route as a receiver. So pass rushing is probably the most fun part of being a D lineman. But I'll take a grown man play at the line of scrimmage as well. When you are approaching that sack, you see the quarterback, let's take Justin Fields, for example, you know you're, you're getting to him. Is there a moment in your head where you're like, all right, this is happening? Um, or what is, kind of walk me through that process and what it feels like to actually get to the quarterback. 
I don't know. It just feels good. Like, um, on mine, like, I knew what move I was going to do. It worked. And then I just had to, like, run forward. You know what I mean? Not miss the tackle. And how often can you repeat a move? You're talking about the sack? Yeah. You, you, you did the move on the sack? How often can you repeat that on the same lineman in the same game? Like my pass rush moves? Yeah. As many times as they let me win with it. So do you find that guys um, – was that your first – your second sack? Second. Second sack. Do you – there's a bunch of guys on your line who like to hog all the sacks. You know, <laughs> they don't leave a lot for other yeah, guys to I get mean, to. Number 11 in particular, that guy is <laughs> extremely fast. So, some, like, it's like, how fast do I have to win to be able to get there, like, like fast? And have you noticed in just a year and a half that um, offensive linemen tend to be able to figure out your move so you have to come up with a counter to it, make it look like something so that you can go to something else and have a better chance of winning? Uh, definitely. Um, but that's just part of the game within the game, you know what I mean? So you're working a rush, like a fastball, so you can set up your changeup, the one that you really want to use when it's time to win. So do you, were you a pitcher? Uh, no. That's just the analogy that we use. I mean, are you into baseball? Uh, not really. Not really? Because, I mean, that is exactly <laughs> it's what... It's okay. I'm not either. <laughs> that, no, that's exactly what a, especially starting pitchers will do. They'll pitch a guy a certain way early in the game do the best they can, but the idea is to set him up for something else later in the game. Yeah. It's the exact same mentality, I think. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What other sports are you into? Um, I mean, I watch a little bit of basketball here and there. Um, I will watch baseball, like if it's like a championship game or something like that, but it's just a little slow for me. Um, so you're not hurt that the game tonight got postponed? Between the Phillies and the Astros. Oh, it did? You're, you're no telling idea. me news. Is it, <laughs> it is it's raining in Philadelphia? It is raining in Philadelphia. Well, no baseball tonight. I thought it was always Breaking sunny news. in Philadelphia. <laughs> See what I did there? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Man, Thank this you. guy is bringing Gee, the Liz. energy. I Holy love cow. It. Did you guys like all have your Halloween party last night? Is that what happened? And Wow, yeah, okay. Time. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. But to answer your question, I mean... Really, basketball. Um, got into Formula One okay. over the off season. I was watching that show, Drive to Survive, on mm -hmm. Netflix, and it was kind of like just after being on Hard Knocks uh, year one, watching Drive to Survive. I'm like, this is literally just Hard Knocks for F1, and it was really dope to watch. So, yeah, that kind of like introduced me to the Formula One world. Yeah, when it came to, I was in Miami before this, and when it came through Miami last year, it was, or I guess it was earlier this year, but it was incredible just to see, number one, the setup, the way they changed Hard Rock Stadium to be a Formula One track. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. I was there as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you saw, and it was it was just crazy to see the celebrities that were out. I mean, people all walking everybody. around. Everybody who was anybody was on that track. Mm -hmm. So do you we have a favorite driver? Um. I feel like it was dope just, like, when I started watching Formula One to see Lewis Hamilton, just yeah. obviously, like, seeing someone that looks like you just dominate a sport. Like, F1 is really dope. Do you have a favorite driver? I would say Lewis Hamilton, but I'm very new into the sport, so I know about three drivers, maybe two, Max Verstappen and Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, I got a pretty good introduction to all of them just from watching the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool show. Do they come off as divas? Um... 
No, I mean, there's some, like, little moments where they have, but I was just, like, they kind of get to be, like, they're really, it's like two of them per team, so it is, I mean, it's a team sport because everyone's, like, you know, you got the people in the crew that are changing the tires, making sure the car is tuned up and everything like that, the people building the car, so it is a team sport, but, like, I could easily see how someone could feel like it's all about them when it's, like, you and one other guy, like, driving. Have you ever been to a NASCAR race? No. Any interest? Um, I felt like I was going to watch people drive. Formula One's a little bit more interesting because they're going way faster. And the course has, like, multiple turns. It's not it's just interesting. A it's not just a left turn. Is yep. that left in NASCAR? That's it. Like, they'll just be, like, keep 200 turning left. miles yeah. an hour and then slow down to, like, 90 miles to make a 90-degree turn. And I'm like, wow, that's insane. Um, speaking of cars, and then we're going to take our first break. I'm also remembering that at the buy last year, you did you buy a car or yes, did sir. you had you bought one in California that you were bringing here? No, I bought a car last last buy week. Do we do we dare say what you bought? Yeah, I got a Porsche, a Cayenne Coupe. Ooh, how's that going for you? I love it. Okay. So he can drive his Porsche, <laughs> and I'm going to get on my personal jet this Mar week. Exactly. And I'm <laughs> that I don't have. I want to be clear. I have no access to a personal jet. Yet, but it's only uh, 22 minutes <laughs> after the hour. We are going to take a break. Osa Odigizua is our guest tonight. On the Cowboys Hour, we're at Cane Rosso in the Star District in Frisco, and we'll be right back on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. Welcome back to Cowboys Hour, sponsored by Luke Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. That's a new addition to this one, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. But regardless, guys, it's Victory Monday, and we are celebrating here with Victory Monday of Diggy Zua. Yes, Holy sir. cow, they're six and two for crying out loud. <laughs> by the way, I, I uh, don't want to take credit for having for either just knowing this or having researched it, but I believe I heard today that uh, this is the first time since uh, 1994 and 95 that this team has started 6-2 and two in consecutive years. Mm. And you're a part of that. How's that feel? That's dope. <laughs> and did you know it's been 11 years since the Cowboys made the playoffs in consecutive years? I did not. Okay. There's just another little nugget for you. You can dazzle them with that at the Halloween party later. One nice. thing about Brad, he's always got the facts. Uh, oh, so when we left off, we were talking a little bit about Formula One. Uh, so I'm going to kind of piggyback that into getting to know you a little bit better. So uh, what does a typical, we've got the bye week coming up. What does a typical off day away from football look like for Osa? Um, like on a Tuesday? Yeah, or just during, like if you have bye week plans, like just away from football. I'm chilling. Like, might go do some, get some food, go to the mall, go to Top Golf or something like that. But for the most part, like, I like to get off my feet, relax, watch TV, um, and then a little, a little travel. You know what I mean? Got into yoga in the off season, so okay. I'm gonna be doing quite a bit of that this week. You mentioned Top Golf. Something that I've kind of learned that's a reoccurring theme with this team is that they're very into bowling. J. Ron Kurse told us on the show a couple weeks ago that he bowls. Micah mentioned yesterday that him and Damone Clark compete, and Micah says he's a good bowler. Are, are you into the bowling scene, or what, what's the deal with bowling with the Cowboys? I can bowl. I'm not, like, super into it, but I can, I can bowl a little bit. Not so much of an accuracy thing. Like, if I get the ball to go straight, I'm probably going to get a strike just because, like, I throw it so hard. Yeah. But that's, like, all I got going for me. So you've never gone bowling with any of the guys here? Um, I actually did. I went with uh, Dia and Chauncey on, like, during Dia's birthday weekend. Okay. Were you the best? Um, no. <laughs> I hope I don't know. Okay. So, you, but you need to develop the, the uh, kind of a light touch for, like, picking up a spare or instead of just crashing everything into smithereens, don't you? A yeah. Finesse? That, I got to definitely develop that finesse piece. Maybe get a little spin on it or something like that. Is there any relation to that and um, playing defense? Are there times that uh, finesse is suits the purpose better than violence? Um, yeah, kind of. But even if you're, like, in pass rush, that's about it. Like, uh, or when we're slanting during the run, if they got us on the move or something like that. But you're going to have to be violent at some point during the play, especially as an O-lineman or D lineman, so like you have like a little bit of finesse mixed in, but it's probably gonna end violently. You're gonna hit somebody at some point, like that's just what it is. And kind of sticking along those same lines, a little birdie told me that you're a pretty good wrestler. Oh uh, yeah. Three time state champ. Uh, just talk to me a little bit about wrestling. What drew you to the sport, and and talk, tell us how good you were at it. I mean, I I wrestled for like seven years, so I started when I was like ten, just cause. My brother wrestled, and my mom, like the middle school and the elementary school, were like right across the street from each other. So my mom didn't pick me up 
from school until he was done with practice. So I'd have to just walk across the street and watch them practice. And I'd just get really bored watching them. So then I begged him if I could join. <laughs> and I was never good at basketball. It's a finesse sport. We're learning. <laughs> you know, that's not really, <laughs> it's not really my strong suit. So I learned quickly that wrestling was kind of like where I, like it just felt more natural. So I kind of got into that. And I chose to do that in high school. And I felt like just over time, one, just because uh, my brother was three years older than me, so I was able to practice with the high schoolers when I was in middle school, like in the off season. And I ended up doing it year-round for basically the entire time that I was in high school. So just from not stopping and like always improving, I was able to get really successful by the time I was a sophomore. That's when I won my first state title and I went undefeated. But I realized after I won my first state title, I was like, the reason why is because I didn't stop wrestling all year. So then when I applied that same, that same work ethic to football, I started seeing more success in football as Were well. Were you playing football at the same time? Yeah, I started playing football like a year after I, two years after I started wrestling. So there was a, there was a little overlap. Yeah. Um, you're talking about wrestling, like Olympic wrestling. Yeah. While you, but you're an impressionable young teenager at that point while you're doing that. WWE's got to come across the screen. Oh, no, look at that face. No. That's a, that's a, that is a sneer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is a look of derision. It's not like actual wrestling. It's different. I can respect that, though, because so my first job was in Montana, and so we covered a lot of wrestling in Montana, and you would say the same thing where it's like, oh, like, who's your favorite WWE wrestler? And they would that same look that you just yeah, did, that's like, exactly how they feel, too, because... It's a little it's different. I think. Wrestling. Yeah, I think WWE is a performance. Yeah, and, and I I uh, definitely respect the athleticism that it takes to sure. to wrestle. Um, my agent represents some WWE uh, wrestlers, so knowing like I know when to be impressed and when they're just acting. You know what I mean? Just after watching, and there's a lot of stuff that you can't fake out there. You know what I mean? Like it takes actual guts and athleticism to be able to do. So I'm more impressed by that than anything else. Was there, was there ever a time when you were wrestling yeah. that you thought, oh, I could do that, and how much do they make again? <laughs> um, it didn't cross my mind. I was trying to go to, I was trying to play football the whole time. I loved wrestling, but I knew that I wanted to go further in football. So I'm going to ask you the obvious question here, but how does wrestling translate to football? What lessons did you take from being a wrestler that have now applied to football that help you? Um, I feel like it just helps me with my balance, um, leverage, core strength, pad level, but more than anything, just my mental toughness. Does the name uh, Dwayne Johnson mean anything to you? Yeah. The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look Foot at the eyebrow. Football, wrestling. <laughs> I mean, when you're done with this in, you know, 10 years or so, you could still, you could still transition. Was that someone trying to get ketchup out of a bottle, or were you <laughs> applauding Osa playing about another 10 years? Uh, I mean, would you, could you see yourself doing that? Uh, like going into the WWE? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like it would be cool to be a part of. Like I said, the athleticism is impressive, so I'd have to train a little bit just to be able to do the flips and whatnot. But... I mean, they're getting paid yeah, you can quite have, a bit. Like, I would definitely would not be opposed to that. You can have Cavante help you with the flips since he's out there backflipping yeah. on victory formation. Uh, something else that I wanted to talk to you about that I wish I had a chance to speak to you about it when it happened, but uh, you had a movie night a few weeks ago uh, where you 
opened up to the community, had you know people come in and watch movies. Just tell us a little bit about that and why doing things like that is so important to you to be involved in the community. Um, well, that was uh, like my second foundation event. Uh, we started me and my family started a foundation this past off season just to be able to give back a little bit. And that's just something I feel like we're starting, just the movie night starting kind of small and slowly picking up as we go. Um, but just getting the foundation started and giving back is something that's been important to me for a while. Um, and especially when it comes to single parent families and just youth, you know what I mean? I feel like I didn't get here by my own strength. You know, God willing, I was able to get to this point and a lot of people were sacrificing and pouring their knowledge into me to make sure that I was able to grow up and become a stand-up guy and have success, you know? So just being able to pay that forward, finding opportunities to pour in where I can to the youth because I know they need it, and just taking the knowledge that I've gained getting to this point, just being able to give it back and just using the platform and just the ability that I have to be able to put things on like that to do it and just have an impact where well, I can. What was the uh, community's response to that? I mean, uh, like I, I think you guys watched Lyle, Lyle Crocodile was at yeah. the movie. Uh, just the community's response to that and maybe some other events that you have coming up. Is that any good, by the way? I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's good. It's a musical. <laughs> so if you like singing, dancing, I think you'll enjoy it. Did you enjoy it? I did. Okay. More than I expected, actually. <laughs> okay, good. Um, got another movie night in the works. Um, we're going to be announcing that here in the next couple of weeks, getting a turkey giveaway on the way, just be able to give give people a little bit of food during the holidays, just help out how we can. I rudely interrupted you when you were about to answer Haley's question about how the community responded um, to the movie night. I feel like they, they responded well. The turnout was good, so I feel like it's going to be able to pick up and just people are kind of, as they hear about it, they're, they're going to be coming in in larger and larger numbers. So I feel like the community response is great. What's the genesis of that whole foundation idea? Did you start thinking about it when you were at UCLA? Um, it was something that me and my older brother were talking about just because, you know, that's part of the reason why that I play football is for my mother, you know what I mean? Just to be able to help her and take care of her. So just to be able to, and she, she's like a very big part of it as well. You know what I mean? She's a president. So... Um, is she, she doing the heavy lifting? Oh, so tell the truth. Is she <laughs> making the decisions? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's she's definitely doing a lot of the ideas. She's she's meeting with people. That yeah, she's doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Shout out to you, mom. Um, but she has like such a heart to give. So wanting to start that just so she could have something that she does to be able to give back as well, and something that we could all be a part of because it's something that's important to all of us. So wanting her to be heavily involved is just, you know, that's just natural. Um, and like I said, she has the heart to give. She's been in the medical field for like a very, very long time. So just taking that same heart that she uses in the medical field and applying it to this foundation and putting the work in, you know. So she's doing a great job. She's doing a really great job. It's obvious that family is so, so important to you. I think I read you have three brothers. Is it the three four of you? Brothers, yeah. Okay, what was that like growing up with three older brothers? Um, I'm a pretty observant guy today, I would say because of that. 
Um, when you're in a position where you have zero say, you have to just kind of watch, just sit back and watch how things are done. So I feel like I picked up, just, just learned a lot of game from doing that. And just, you know, I have a pretty observant eye, you know. Um, also added to the mental toughness piece, just, you know, getting, getting whooped on a little bit. I walk into a school where everyone's my same age and size. Oh, like, I'm not afraid of any of these people. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it gave me the confidence just to be able to go out into the world. Have you ever you know? talked to Jake Ferguson about that experience? Uh, having older, older brothers? Older brothers, and he, he, he said something about uh, uh, ha having an older brother who uh, r routinely uh, would put his head through the drywall, and uh, he learned then that he, he needed to be tough, but that he liked the contact and that kind of thing. Um, Anything like that happen? Kind of, just because, like, we're always roughhousing. I was going to say, I like, like some of the reactions <laughs> out here. When you said that, people were like, what? Yeah, that's what he said. I that's know. I was going to say, have you ever been through um, drywall before? No. If we were to do that, my mom would kill us. So she wasn't going to be replacing any drywall or anything <laughs> like that. So we weren't, like, breaking the house. Well, she had these glass angels that she loves putting uh -oh. around, and they would, uh, uh -oh. these little porcelain Oh, I don't things. like the sound of this already. <laughs> yeah, they would, they would, uh, they would break it here and, here and there. How, the how many thousand. glass angels were there at the very beginning? I didn't even keep count. And how many are there now? A lot less. Fewer. <laughs> A lot less. Yeah, fewer. I, I couldn't count yeah. how yeah. many that we broke or chipped just over the years of rough play. But I feel like it's a similar experience, you know what I mean? Like I said, you get whooped on, and then you go into school or you go into a sport, you're like, one, I'm not going to get bullied by anybody. And two, like, I'm not afraid to compete with any of these people because they're not this 12-year-old. They're, like, or, like, they're not this big teenager. They're just, you know what I mean? They're my age, you know? Did you ever reap the benefits of being, like, the youngest? Like yeah, you got definitely. special treatment from definitely, mom, maybe? Definitely had a little bit of extra protection from mom just from being the <laughs> baby. But um, I feel like at a certain age, it's kind of like we're all in this together. You know what I mean? So learn not to tattle or anything like that. Of like have your brother's back over anything. You know, learn that over like at a very young age. How many of your brothers played in LA? At least one of them played. Yeah, my brother Owa. Uh, is he still playing? Nah. He is played he, for the Giants for is, two years. And, but he's the only one who played in the league. Yep. Did he help um, pass on any wisdom that made it easier for you when you got in? Definitely. Um, I think you asked me this last time as well. Yeah, Just, but uh, you know what? Also, everybody didn't see that. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's an old question, but it's a new audience. Yeah, so yeah I got matter. you. I was, <laughs> but, like, just like I was saying, like, the body care, just hammering that into my head and just taking care of my body, being coachable, um, knowing the reason why I play the game. Just because, like, he, he went through a coaching staff change at UCLA. So one of the first things that he told me, like, if you're going to this school, then you're going here for the education and the opportunity. You're not, you're not going there for any coaches or anything like that just because you got to be mindful of the, the lack of security that they have. Like, they could be here one year, gone the next. So just make sure that you're not here for any coaches or anything like that. So... And then, sure enough, like year two, <laughs> Jim Moore's gone, Chip Kelly's there. So dealing with that transition, just kind of looking back on the advice that he gave me and just dumbling back on 
the reasons why I went to that school, which is for the degree and for the opportunity to make it here to the NFL. Okay. Um, some of you, uh, I hope, ha will awaken from your Halloween slumber, and you have questions <laughs> for uh, Osa. We're at Cane uh, uh, Rosso uh, in the Star District in Frisco. Osa Odegizua is our special guest, and we'll be right back. We'll have a microphone to pass amongst you. Hold your hand up if you've got a question for Osa. We'll be right back. to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. Welcome back to Cowboys Hour, presented by Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, the official pizza of the Dallas Cowboys. We also, were almost deep into an anime conversation. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, we were okay. talking anime uh, on the way in. 
Osa says his favorite there. anime is Bleach. Yep. Uh, he was mad at me that I said I was conned into watching Naruto. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> um, that's that's like got. one of the, I feel like that's the big three. It's like a classic. So to say you were conned into watching a classic <laughs> is like nuts. Conned probably wasn't the correct language. Yeah. I had to be very strongly convinced. There's a lot of context here, Osa, <laughs> that we really don't want to get into. Yeah. I, I have a feeling. Yeah, um, probably so. Yeah. But still. <laughs> um, so uh, what what makes good anime? Um, character development, probably the biggest thing, because without it, like, you're watching exactly the same stuff over and over again. And you were saying that about Naruto, and I feel you, because there is a lot of flashbacks in so the fights. Many. You know what I mean? The but amount of times I saw Naruto and Sasuke battle on that mountain Ivan, with the river did, between. <laughs> did I say that to you about Naruto an hour ago? Did I not say the same thing? I mean, yeah. I mean, just because it was such an important moment, you know yeah. what I mean? They're going to draw back on that a lot. But it's good because you see the, the character development. Like, you have a kid that's, like, super goofy and undisciplined to start. And then, like, over time, like, he's super dedicated and he's working harder than anyone else to see his dream come true when no one else believes in him. So I feel like the takeaway and just watching him grow throughout the series is, is really cool. So if you're a character in that show, uh, which character are you and why? Um, I feel like I could relate the most to Naruto just because, like, he was, you know what I mean, like, goofy. So just, goofy. Like, yeah, goofy, dorky kid and just working hard. You know what I mean? I can relate to that. Sasuke is my favorite just because, like, he's cool. Like, yeah. his, like his, his powers are dope. Like, just Sasuke is dope. But could definitely relate a little bit more to, to Naruto or even, like, Obito when he was young because, yeah. like, the same. I'd have to say Sasuke's older brother is my fave. He fumbled. He fumbled. I'm oh sorry. <laughs> um, Excuse hot me. Hot take. Everyone, I, like, if you've seen the show, you you agree that Itachi fumbled, to he be did. honest. He did. Like, he did. I will say. He didn't have to do all of that. But um, he's cool. But um, nah, nah. I feel like the path that he chose was very unnecessary. Do you have any teammates who are who you can have this conversation with? I have a couple. Uh, a lot of the O-linemen. I know Tyron Smith for sure. Like, we could talk. Ooh. Tyron, because That's of his kids? so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's because of his kids, but, like, I think he probably put his kids on the anime. But Tyron reads, like, manga and watches anime. Who's your favorite anime character, Brad? Oh, uh, I mean, I couldn't possibly <laughs> top anything that you. My son is uh, huge into anime, and I'm dying to have him here right now to carry on this conversation for Chauncey me. Too. We. Say again? I said Chauncey as well. Okay. Um, I have no idea what you just said, but, I, <laughs> but that's good. No, I, I get it. Uh, Joe Trahan's got the microphone from the Cowboys PR staff. If you have questions, and if there's an anime question right there, I'm buying Joe Trahan's drinks for the next week. <laughs> I wish I did. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you don't. Okay. <laughs> hey, Osa, how are you doing? I'm good. You? Good. Okay. I'm doing well. Black SNZP, I had a question for you. So, Every defensive player has that one quarterback that they wish they can get to. Who's that one quarterback where it's like, if I get that on my resume, I'm, I'm doing good? Um, it was definitely Tom Brady. We played, I mean, he's a GOAT, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. Definitely Tom Brady. I was right there, but like I was saying, like you got to win really, really fast if you want to be Micah to the quarterback. And <laughs> I didn't win fast enough when we played the Bucks this year. Well, no, it's not a shade. Like, <laughs> Dude's, dude's doing his thing, you know what I mean? But it's just 
part of that competition. Yeah, if you want to win, you're going to have to do it quickly, you know? Absolutely. Thank you, Osa. Appreciate you. Yep. How, uh, how would it be received if they actually gave him an offensive play or two? Um, how would it be received? I mean, Dak and, uh, and Coach McCarthy both said, oh, okay, now we're not going to hear the end of Micah wanting the ball. Uh, definitely not. He would, he would want the ball <laughs> a lot. But, I mean, he got the speed, clearly. The, the good feet that he gets from wrestling, you know, um, I think he could he could do he could do good things with the ball. Like you could you could damn near have like, uh, well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say all that, but you know, I you, thought you, uh, you remember I don't know if you watched Miles Jack at UCLA at all. You know some. Yeah, I don't know if he would be on that level per se, but potentially you know what I mean. Just on terms of I, I saw him at, I, I saw him play some at Penn State, and and I saw the Cotton Bowl that he played in, and I said. Can you imagine trying to cover that guy on a fade in the end zone? Impossible. Yeah. Couldn't happen. This better not be an anime question, <laughs> Joe. No, no, it's not. <laughs> hey, Ozzy, how you doing? Good, you? Good, good, good. My question is, who has been your toughest matchup far as offense alignment that you went up against? Um... Um, I hate to say it, the Eagles, they had a pretty good offensive line, you know? <laughs> the yeah. way this room just sighed. Yeah, but, I mean, they do. It's, yeah. it's true. Facts. Who was – who – what would you have been over the right guard? Um, I mean, I – Both I feel guards? like I lined up at least once against everyone. So, oh. I just feel like across the board they just have, like, probably one of the better, if not the best offensive line that we faced all year. There's no doubt. Oh uh, yeah, my name's Don. Uh, real quick, Brad, you need to school them on the original anime Speed Racer. <laughs> well, I, we all know that's your favorite. I could, I could, yeah, I could do better on. No, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. Joe, Joe, Joe's like, yeah. No, Joe, Joe wants free drinks for a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, at least I know. At, at least I know who Go Go Speed Racer. At least I've seen that. There you go. All right. Real quick question for you. I know every team's got one, but who's the player that needs the Manny Petty before they go out each week? Oh. It's funny because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chauncey actually got a, a Manny Petty this week. I wouldn't say that he's, like, <laughs> typically one of those guys. He's a pretty clean dude, but, like, we had just noticed that he got his, like, like uh, a manicure and a pedicure this, this last week, and we're talking about it. How, how would you know if he got a pedicure? Are you paying attention? You I don't mean tell. you. You could tell. <laughs> you could tell. I mean, you take your feet out of a cleat, they're going to just be – pretty gross and anyway. messed up. So when you don't see it like that, you clearly got them done. Uh, okay. Because they don't look anywhere. Like, they don't look like football feet anymore. They're just like regular feet. You oh, had to have got okay. them done to, okay. to have them looking. All right. That, that makes sense. I was going to say, you could tell. You could tell. This is different. Wouldn't be looking at this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brad is fed up with us. No, I'm not at all. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just feeling like I need a nap. That's all. <laughs> So obviously, how you doing, Osa? It was good. I'm uh, I'm wondering. Obviously, the team's goal is the Super Bowl, but like, do you have any personal goals for yourself for the season or just for your career? Um, I do. I tend to not share those with a lot of people just because that's just not something I do. And I actually heard a study recently, like while I was listening to the radio, super <laughs> random, that 
the more you share your goals, the less likely you are to achieve them. Just something about um, having the satisfaction of achieving the goal without actually doing it just by talking about it, and people will praise you for having the goal, so I'm not even going to get into it. You know what I mean? So that's really interesting. I've always, like, you feel me? I always, I always believed it, but after hearing that, it just kind of, like, reinforced just not even really getting into it, just keeping it between you and yourself. You could talk about it when you accomplish it. I love that. I endorse that idea. Yeah. Absolutely. We're done. We're good. Okay. So uh, we got we've got just a couple of minutes left. Um, will you do? Any, do you lift or run or anything during this week? You said before you're going to chill, but I mean, how chill will you chill? Um, might get a. I'm probably going to get a couple light lifts in. Going to run a little bit. Get cardio in. Um, like I said, a couple couple yoga sessions and a lot of treatment. How far ahead do you look at the schedule? I take a week at a time. Do you know who you're playing next? The Packers, I believe. Very good. <laughs> Will there be any conversation, do you think, among the players about uh, Mike going back to Green Bay? Um, I mean, I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. He doesn't want to talk about it either. He told us this morning. I feel like it'll be more about, more about getting the win, if anything, than him revisiting Green Bay. Uh, just real quick, uh, something I wanted to ask you earlier when we were talking about the game, but uh, Damone Clark getting in on yesterday and Glad playing a it. lot more than what really anyone anticipated. Glad to see it. You have watched his journey to where he's gotten between having that surgery back in March to where he's at being on the field now. Just how incredible is what he accomplished yesterday and how proud of you were? I'm how super proud of, of Damone. Um, good job, bro, if you're seeing this. I'm um, really proud of you. I feel like that's something that's inspiring just because, you know, the game is not easy to play, you know. Um, everyone, you, you wake up and you got to go to work every day, and it's not the easiest thing to do. But when you see someone like him go through all that hardship and then overcome it and be able to come and play like he wants to and have that passion and show the love and just be able to overcome that adversity, it's very inspiring. And it makes what you do on a regular day, like a day-to-day -day basis, a little bit easier because, you know, like, I'm healthy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm healthy. I get to do this and, and feel pretty good. You know, aches and pains here and there, but I'm getting treatment. I'm taking care of my body, and it's going well. So when you can see, like, when someone's going through it and they overcome that, like, it just makes it a little bit easier because, you know, like, I might think this is hard, but it's really not anywhere near as hard as um, what Damone went through and the adversity that he had to overcome. Will it take you long to get into your costume tonight? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, good. We're going to let you have time. Also, Diggy Zua, tell him thank you, please. And thank remember, we are off next week. Haley and I will be right back here at Cane Rosso in the Star District in Frisco in two weeks on the Cowboys Hour. Yeah. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!